0: Hey everyone, welcome to Probably Science, I'm Matt Kirshen I'm Andy Wood Hey Andy, we we got a double guest (laughs) episode, kind of You wouldn't know it from
1: looking at the uh, title of the episode, we have two guests though
0: Yeah, the first guest is comedian, actor, writer, voice actor, the voice of the Google Home Ads (laughs) Boston native over here now. Very funny, Valerie Tossi. Hi, hi
2: guys. Thank you for joining us.
0: Oh, thanks for having me. And, and second, second guest is currently eating my bag.
1: <laughs> we have a uh Chihuahua Jack Russell Basenji mix, I think, named Rue, who I am babysitting for the next five days while Sasha is out of town on a business trip and he's very needy. So I'm sure he's gonna be very audible to the listener.
0: Yeah. He I know looks- we have we have some listeners with misophonia just know that if you hear some noise and you're like ah someone's chewing on air and that starts to upset you it isn't it's a
1: it's root chewing on that big knot what is that he just (laughs) eviscerates every toy this thing is uh oh this is the reason i've had to pull (laughs) i've had to pull up a string out of his butt it's because of how much he ate this rope knot thing um yeah, one day he was trying to uh, evacuate his bowels and oh, it didn't take and he kind of a He was running around with a ripcord. Oh
2: my God, girl. Sorry,
1: sorry. Too much? I we mean, it's never too
2: much. I, You know, just quite a visual.
1: Yeah, he just won't stop. He needs to be, he needs to have things thrown for him or he needs to be tearing something apart with so his funny. powerful
0: jaws.
2: He had that other ball and he was like, oh, are we all sick of this now? Here, let me get something. <laughs> let me, let me spice it up a little bit.
0: Yeah, that's a very energetic dog. Yes, he's, he's you, sitting you did right try. You went for a brief walk before the, immediately before the recording. Vain hope of.
1: <laughs> okay, he's currently <laughs> licking Valerie's face. Uh, I'm no,
0: sorry. The... This is not the first time we've had guests that's lick true. each other's faces. That's true. <laughs> you... I will
2: not be returning the favor. I'm sorry, no. Rue.
0: <laughs> you are cute, Rue. But no. you did say off mic before the show started that you are a dog person. I,
2: I am. Yeah, I, I love dogs. I grew up with a Rottweiler and. uh after that, you're kind of just like you're in it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, so
1: she's awesome. Those are those can be dangerous, but very cute, right?
2: It's all just how you
1: raise them. It's, not it's like
2: it. yeah, yeah I, I just immediately get <laughs> to,
1: but I was gonna say, yeah, because like Brian <sighs> Cook is the same way with pits. Like, some people just love is part of the appeal that they are misunderstood and maligned
2: i mean for in my case um somebody at my dad's work couldn't keep the dog because he was going through a divorce and the dog was like nine months old so my mm. dad was like oh we're getting a puppy and then i come home from school and this giant 90 pound yeah. dog comes bounding down the street like towards <laughs> me and i'm like what is this thing but uh but she was it's like the biggest baby she was awesome and so we never like had in mind that we were going to get a rottweiler we mm. kind of just got just one happened.
1: yeah but she was the best here, Rue, just sit by me. Oh, this is not going to work. Is it? Just up here, up here, come here. Just, I'm not going to throw the ball. Apologize to the listener. Apologize. Just up here. Yes, just, just hang out. There. All
2: right,
1: all right. Uh,
0: all right. Let's get let's into get it. Let's get into it. Yes, yes. We like to ask our guests this before we get into the stories. Okay. What, if anything, is your background in science?
2: Um. So when I was in high school and um college i did like a lot of natural science stuff and so because i'm from boston i uh it had to deal with a lot of like uh marine stuff so i actually i used to dissect whales for a long time whoa
0: what now all right (laughs) hang on that took a ton
2: uh super random um yeah we used to basically we would get a call And we would jump in a truck and we would all drive down in clothes that we never wanted to see again. And we would strap on some boots and we would basically pull apart the carcasses, like the blubber and everything from the actual whales. And you'd be like, you know, like chest deep. these whales that we just found beached on? They were beached and they were, yeah, they had died and they had just washed up on shore. And so we would pull apart all of the flesh and everything from... Uh, from the animal, and then we would take all the bones and we would throw them into the back of the truck and we would bury them so as to let them naturally kind of all the remaining flesh decompose. And then we would dig them back up and we would whiten the bones and we would reassemble the skeletons.
1: You took out the entire skeleton of the whale, yeah.
2: We took everything. Wow, what, yeah, what were the smells like? The worst possible thing You can imagine Like How did you Like whatever Rue just did Times <laughs> Times that By like a million It was uh, It was so- I would come home And my mom Would just yell From the kitchen She'd be like back porch and I'd, have to, and, I'd have to, and I'd have to go out there and literally just strip down everything and we'd have to just burn it and throw it away because oh you just you, it was a I, I can't even explain to you what kind of smell it was because it was just because they would be out there like baking in the sun for a couple yeah. you know what I mean it was just it was beyond it was really bad
1: did you put that stuff under your nostrils that um like, no, like the of
2: slightest, slightest the lamb store. stuff yeah <laughs> right what is that uh, wait, wait,
0: what's that? I don't know. The I forget
2: what it's called.
0: But that's no, what they we have never in the dissection scene. Like, you oh, okay, okay. Yeah, there's...
2: we never, we never had that luxury. Oh so.
0: man, that's... autopsy. It's called an autopsy when it's uh, a <laughs> right, right, when it's right. a person. <laughs> <laughs> we're dissecting a person body today. <laughs>
2: yeah, no big deal. And uh, then we got
0: to bury it in the ground and then reassemble the skeleton. <laughs> yep,
2: yeah, that's normal, right? That's...
1: Yeah, totally normal. So, did you guys ever like eat whale meat? It's already been rotting. No, no, by no, t- no, no. It's
2: no, it's been it's been out there for quite yeah. a few days. The worst part was when and it they're not
1: Icelandic. No, I don't know. i've I've never had blubber if someone
2: prepared blubber and want to try it the worst that would happen was when it would be in the summertime and because of all of the the heat and everything and it decomposing all the natural gases that would get trapped in the carcass oh god i can already see where this is going and then you stick the big like carving knife in it to start to cut away and it would just go and it would deflate and the smell that came out of it was
1: so awful just picturing the uh, Empire you guys pack. weren't ready for this were no, you no 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 <laughs>
2: it's, t- it's like 10 in the morning here and everyone's like oh my god I'm picturing
1: Han Solo carving up the Tauntaun so he can put Luke in it to yeah. warm up and like the spaghetti noodles of Tauntaun guts pour yeah. out it's
2: worse because at least that was in the cold yeah. so it, yeah it, it's pretty, pretty putrid
0: uh, apparently um, when a plane lands after a long distance flight like the bad job is the person on the ground crew who has to open the door And they always send the junior who doesn't know yet (laughs) Because you don't realise Because you've been inside that flight for 11 hours You don't know but it's like 11 hours of recirculated farts (laughs) And (laughs)
2: Uh, just every human, like, emission that it can possibly happen. all yeah. oh,
0: gross. And sweat and belching and just, like, and food. And- oh,
2: yeah, and if you're not used to it, like, it, you know. Yeah, you're
0: in the middle. When you're in the middle of it, you slowly get acclimatized. You don't yeah. notice it. But then, like, they open the door from their fresh air and just get hit by this Ooh. wave Oh, of-
2: that's so gross. I almost want to experience it just to know. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. That makes you wonder how bad it does, like... Because everything can't be relative when it comes to smells. Like, it's not like that frog boiling thing. Like you can't slowly introduce farts to the room and have me never know there's farts. <laughs> if the concentration of farts gets high <laughs> enough, I'm gonna know, right? Like, yeah.
0: I don't know though because you do. Sl- I, I get. We have listeners who. Uh, yeah, we do have some farting <laughs> okay, have listeners. Some but no, we you ha- have
2: some guests that fart. Yeah. <laughs> we
0: we have listeners who are real scientists and may or may not know about these things. Um. So yeah, listeners. If you if you have any knowledge about, because like you definitely notice when you go into out of a room that was smelly and then go back into it, you're like it definitely hits you much much harder. Oh yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah for sure, yeah it's it's yeah.
1: <laughs> I also wanted to just I just looked up whether the I had recently heard someone reference that boiling a frog thing on a podcast and said that it was not true. What like, boiling
2: um, a frog? That
1: uh, it's used as a metaphor for lots of stuff. Like if supposedly if you put a frog in a pot of room temperature water and then slowly bring that water to a boil like it'll never if the change is gradual enough it'll yeah if burn dr- to death but it'll never jump out like it'll it'll never
0: notice the transition as to, opposed to, to if hot. you drop a frog in boiling water it jumps out immediately but right. if you put it in lukewarm water and slowly raise it up to boiling it'll just die supposedly
2: who are the monsters that are testing this theory? Uh, okay,
0: uh, uh, just quick
1: glance at this Wikipedia article, which is surprisingly long, just the, the listed under boiling frog. The end is, uh, in 2002, Dr. Victor, Victor Hutchinson of University of Oklahoma um, said that the legend the legend is entirely incorrect. He described how a critical thermal maximum for many frog species has been determined... Um, and the frog becomes increasingly active As it tries to escape Eventually jumps out of the container Yeah, it's not true But it's just a metaphor for lots of things Like did, political change Like if you, you know If Trump takes away your liberty slowly enough You don't realize you've I don't know You know what I mean? Like, yeah
0: did, did the same scientist do any studies On the effects of magnifying glasses on ants?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. And uh, what else did um, And pulling, pulling legs, legs off
1: legs off of <laughs> grasshoppers? Oh. <or? laughs>
0: I definitely didn't do those things What? No Me. What, what did you just? Dis- during your whale dissection process,
2: uh, that, apart from
0: that, it's a god awful smell.
2: I mean it. It was just. It was really. It was a really cool experience. Like, and we did quite a few. And We did different types. Like, we a lot of the common ones that would wash up, like minke whales, we would see a lot. Um, we did a couple of humpbacks. Um, so it was. Re- it was. It was really cool. But it was. It. Uh, like. <laughs> it, 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 yeah. It's like. So, you know, so do- these
0: these skeletons would they then get. Given to museums or biology departments so that I'm they can sure. have a whale skeleton, or whether it's just like sold in novelty shops. Along um, I'm not Boston sure what Harbor. they did
2: with all of them, but I know one of them is hanging in our library at my high school, which is pretty cool. They like hung is... it from the ceiling. Oh, cool! Which was well, really I neat. mean that is
0: pretty impressive to yeah. have a whale skeleton. Yeah, Cause fully it, assembled.
2: Yeah, because they the ones that we would that um that we would do like some of them were really big, but some of them were you know like the whale obviously wasn't an adult, so it was. It wasn't as crazy.
1: Uh-huh. But, I'm um, definitely listening to your story and not looking at Matt trying to tear this ball out of mouth.
2: Matt has this like, like semi-grin on his face, like he, but he's just tolerating what's happening right now. <laughs> well, apparently,
0: for some reason, I thought Rue wanted me to take the ball and throw it, but in fact, what Rue wants is a tug-of-war.
1: I never know what he wants, because if, you, of course, if you stop tugging, then... One second, I have to get a picture of you tug of warring with... Uh... Yeah. <laughs>
0: We'll put Sorry that, for
2: the visual gag, everyone. <laughs> I'll
1: put this. I'll, uh, what's the best way for a person currently listening
0: to this to see this picture? Well, we can put it in the show notes. Sure. Or you can Instagram it and link from that. Yeah. yeah all that fun that.
1: stuff. <laughs> and actually, I'm going to take one. You guys continue talking. I'm going to put Rue in my bedroom and see if, the, see if that takes. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back.
0: Good luck with that. Let's pause for half a second. Okay.
1: All right. We're back. Rue is in my bedroom. If he scratches the door too much, I'm going to lose my deposit, so I'll let him back out again. <laughs> <sighs>
2: I'm surprised you haven't lost it already. <laughs> I mean,
1: who knows? I think everything I've put on the walls, I could probably touch up and paint over. Oh, no, they're good out. for that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. All right. So. All right. Distraction decided, gone. Whale skeletons. <laughs> yes. What have we, learn? we, we learned? We've learned that you used to dissect whales. Your mom is super Boston.
2: Oh, I mean, horrifically Boston. Like, just so beyond. Like, both her and my dad. I, I never... It's funny, because I grew up... Right outside the city And their accents were really thick And I guess mine was too at one point But then we moved further north When I was like 10 years old And I realized that not everybody else's accents Were like that <laughs> And I was like where am I from <laughs> Like, And I kind of consciously Had to just get rid of my accent on my own Because I was like I don't want to sound like that
0: All the time <laughs> but-, stri- but you can still drop into it
2: Oh so easily yeah Because I do like on stage I do impressions of my parents all the time So it's like yeah. it's just it's yeah
0: it's there do you also find you get much more Boston when you speak to them on the phone or when oh
2: you 100% it's, it's when I'm talking to my parents on the phone when I'm drunk or when I'm angry it's like one of <laughs> one of those three that it just like falls right back in
0: because those are the three states of Bostonians as well <laughs> that's
2: the only three states family parents. family yeah. drunk, <laughs> drunk anger
0: <laughs> the three principles sometimes
2: grief will throw okay. too. <laughs> oh that's true uh, so yeah I love that way bastard! God,
1: god damn it! Oh my... Like, Is that I, a good grieving Bostonian? It's terrible. No, sorry. i sorry.
2: Fucking love that guy. It's like, oh, okay. Like,
1: oh. Um, I, I think the first time I realized it was a real... When I saw Good Bill Hunting, I saw it with a friend of mine who's from a part of New Hampshire that pretty much has the same accent. And I was like, no one really talks like that, right? And then we went out to his parents' place one summer and I met his parents and I was like, these people exist! I thought it was a thing people just did in movies. Like... It's such a. I don't know why. I, I just was. Uh, there are some accents. That, exact, like accents yeah. in Britain, exist. I don't accents exist. Like, like, like in Britain,
0: if you ever spend time in the West Country, and not everyone sounds like it, but some people just sound full pirate. <laughs> 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 it's just because that's where the pirates are from. Like Penzance is in oh. Cornwall.
2: That's so. And in- what do they sound? That's can can you do? They got do like
0: it's it's, it's like. It's the full on, like, yar, how's it going? Like, that's, I mean, what? that's piracy, but that's Holy like, that's there's more of a growl of the in West. the pirate, but it still is, basically.
2: That's so interesting.
0: I
1: never thought of piracy as like, being a regional.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm you're from inland, pirate but, country. <laughs> yeah, seafaring. <laughs> that's so cool. Andy, what do you have about um, accents? Are
1: you. I, why don't, I, do I have one? Michigan. Where? I think Michigan's sort of the generic. But no, I guess there is a Michigan accent. I don't know if our people have it that much. Like it's a little our bit, people. <laughs> yeah, um, like a Michigan. I, I guess it's kind of a, you a little can, nasally. Have, it's more Chicago or some uh, a little, a little like the Minnesota Chicago. Uh, no, yeah. I can't. I, if I'm from there, I should be able to do it. I can't even do it. But um, and then I'm a half hour drive from Canada. But I don't think I don't. Oh, think, so uh, you're just
2: there's a bunch of stuff going on then.
1: But I don't think Windsor. Has that thick of a stereotypical Canadian
0: accent, mm. which is the city you hit as soon as you yeah. uh, cross over from Detroit. You know what else comes from the West Country of England? Uh, what's that? Uh, cheddar, uh-huh. both the cheese and also Cheddar Man. I was going to say, are you going to
2: say, are you going to drop it right now? A ch- oh.
0: ch- cheddar Man, who is a Briton uh, from 10,000 years ago. Discovered in Cheddar, which is a part of Somerset. Okay. Um,
2: Oh, that's why they were calling him Cheddar Man. I was like, why? (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't like really cheesy. (laughs) I was like, is it what?
0: (sighs) No, there's a part. There's a part of the southwest of England called Cheddar, which is where the original cheese came from, and also where Cheddar Gorge and Cheddar Caves. And there's a lot of um archaeology goes on there
2: cheddar caves just is like sounds like an amazing like title for like a food porn doesn't it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um and yeah we we went on like field trips to cheddar when we were a kid because it's like that you you can go um
1: you go spelunking
0: in cheddar caves yeah except we <laughs> that does sound like an urban dictionary thing for a, yeah
2: <laughs> spelunking in cheddar cave
0: <laughs> so we call it hang on what is it we call is it cave diving britain brits call it just going in caves just but it's day. not but I remember the one time I did it it wasn't just like going in the cave like we had we were like you get they give you like overalls they put a
2: like a miner's hat a miner's yeah
0: like oh. a mi- a helmet with a light on it mm-hmm. and you really were like at some points crawling between two rocks like like really narrow like it wasn't for the claustrophobic because they were
2: that's so cool you, wow I love stuff like that uh, if, I, if it's really
1: close quarters it terrifies me But if it's like a wide open
0: cave I'll walk I quite that. like I don't know I quite claustrophilic I don't know what it is But <laughs> <Yeah>. like Claustrophilic <a, laughs> What would you I, do if I, you I really were... like I like enclosed spaces
2: What would you do though If that cave was filled with dogs
0: Well I would find it annoying <laughs> 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 Your
2: face I saw the anger flash behind <laughs> your There's eyes There's no anger
0: <laughs> There's no anger This is just we've, we've talked about this on the show before My friend my friend Jimmy teases me about this as well, because he has two similarly sized dogs that j- that are very yeah. affectionate uh-huh. and jumpy. And he's like, you don't like dogs. I'm like, I don't dislike dogs. I just didn't grow up with dogs. Right. So my f- body it- language around them is awkward.
1: And, and if anything if there's just a being who's needy of attention like that's annoying even if you like that being in general like, yeah there's, there's a line that, that
2: sounds really personal Andy no, there's nothing uh, going on in your life
1: I'm, I just, I'm already thinking too much about what else I have to do in the next five days with this dog not, we also have to record a new twinsies and watch two movies to get ready for it he's oh. not going to sit still for any of that oh well, I
2: can't wait for that but
1: the, the movies are going to be about it's, we're doing Turner, Turner and Hooch and Canine. oh well, I want so that's so perfect so, though <laughs> yeah, I guess but, I
2: mean what, what a gift Andy yes <laughs>
1: yes to get to have <laughs> room around for all four
0: hours with
2: that.
0: <sighs> okay so cheddar man so cheddar man the uh using modern dna reconstruction techniques they have created an image of what early britain might look like uh and by the way uh fun for racists because he's got totally dark skin
2: yeah
0: and the, blue eyes and blue eyes
2: which is so interesting because i think of I think we're just going to come full circle. You know what I mean? Like that's what early man looked like, and then everybody's just been, you know, like there's been so many more interracial relationships and things, and so many more people that are mixed. I think we're just eventually going to look like that again. It's going to be a bunch of like darker skin and blue yeah, eyes, yeah.
0: just in the middle, sort of. Yeah. Um, although I think blue eyes are recessive genes, so they they're hard to pass on. Oh, is it? But I, I could think. You, be oh, wrong I about think that. you are
2: right. No, I think you're right.
0: So it says it underlines the fact that the lighter skin characteristics of modern Europeans is a relatively recent phenomenon. Huh. Yeah, they thought until... They thought that the lighter Europeans... Which, by the way, still doesn't help racists. Because at some point in history... We all, right, Africa. We all came from, like, Africa, or there were some theories that it was Asia for a bit and then it went back to Africa. But either way, we came from a part of the world where people have dark skin and don't look... Aryan, yeah, and yeah, ten thousand years ago, the ancestor of most people who consider themselves British-born British, black guy, totally a black dude. (laughs) uh, Subsequent ex examination has shown that the man was short by today's standards, about five foot five. I think that's pretty tall.
2: Okay, hey, someone who's five foot five, let's (laughs) leave that
0: alone. (laughs) And probably died in his early twenties. Oh, Cheddar Man, Professor Chris Stringer, the museum's research leader in human origins. That's the um. University of College, the Natural History Museum and the University of College London um, said, I've been studying the skeleton of Cheddar Man for about 40 years. So to come face to face with what this guy could have looked like and this striking combination of the hair, the face, the eye color and that dark skin. Yeah, I should say the hair is also dark but straight. So it's like straight, long, well long, I mean the length of the hair depends on when you get haircuts and I think they presume that he wasn't getting haircuts around that time. But long, straight, dark hair, and fairly light blue eyes and dark skin.
2: I'm so curious. How do they determine? I, I, I suit like, how do you how do you determine that he would have blue eyes? Like,
0: what? I will tell you. Oh, because oh. <laughs> it's all in this article here. So what they did is they extracted the DNA from part of the skull near the ear, known as the petros. And at first the scientists the project scientists professor ian barnes and dr selena brace weren't sure if they would get any dna at all from the remains but they were in luck not only was dna preserved but cheddar man has since yielded the highest coverage which is a measure of the sequencing accuracy for a genome from this period of european prehistory which is known as the mesolithic or mesolithic or middle stone age so then they teamed up with researchers at ucl to analyze the results including gene variants associated with hair eye and skin color so what they do is they compare it with modern humans they know now from sequencing modern humans what sequences in dna control for various physical characteristics so they know that if this person has this this sequence of dna they're probably going to have blue eyes and then they find that in The Ancestors.
2: That's so crazy. It's a, it's really amazing what we can do now. It's like, it, it's just, it's mind-boggling.
0: Yeah, and they found that the Stone Age Britain had dark hair with a small probability that it was curlier than average, blue eyes, and skin that was probably dark brown or black in tone. This combination might appear striking to us today, but it was a common appearance in Western Europe during this period. Um, And it's, um, yeah, he looks... It's an interesting. Oh God, that's so creepy. It is the the three D. It looks it, model of it.
2: It honestly, it it's kind of like Tales of the Crypt guy as a teenager.
0: Uh,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the prequel they should do. What's the origin story of the Crypt Keeper? Yes, this find is out it. Cheddar Man. Is
2: like.
0: He wasn't always a monster. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. How would you describe the the? I'm trying the, to think of a celebrity that looks like with the know. shape of the face. There's elements of aboriginal australian there yeah yeah mm-hmm. if you look at the shape of the face because it's sort of a that longer pointed jawline
2: mm-hmm.
0: maybe even some traits of native american in there mm-hmm.
2: honestly very kind eyes
0: <laughs> well that just that's your western bias there <laughs> uh, yeah i do love the this. one bit of the eye the one bit of the body that's kind of Aryan. <sighs> the sculpt- that's the of shining through all right
2: all right <laughs> the, the
1: sculpted head did give him like kind of an uh a benevolent half smile like he's tilted his head a little to the side he's like kind of like yeah all right all right yeah the yeah, reconstruction yeah, they definitely I'll fuck went with you in
2: your dreams yeah.
1: <laughs> oh they gave him wait is there a reason i wonder if there's a reason why they gave him like a sparse beard like a oh can that's tell interesting that he oh a full beard it's just like a wispy like a
0: uh, yeah let me see whether they mention anything,
2: a oh, wispy and bangs. How do you decide? You know, a 10, first of all, it takes a bangs. long time to decide if you want <laughs> right, bangs. <that's> true. So.
1: <laughs> but honestly, like, even bangs—like—is that a thing? They just assume that people would figure out cutting tools and get the hair out of your eyes that so wouldn't bother you. Or, like, what's the? Is there an evolutionary theory behind bangs?
0: Well, I wonder like, if they did what kind of hair cutting abilities they would have had back just, then. Just like put your hair between two rocks and bang just them. Like and hack something. away at it with yeah. some flint.
2: Or even if it just got ripped, you know what I mean. You never know what that what what that guy was going through.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> caveman hair. I wonder if there are any good theories about caveman hair length. Not He's not a caveman. Styles whatever. of cave
2: uh, times.
0: Olden time. <laughs> yeah. Potholing. That's the word I was trying to remember. I'm sorry, what? Potholing is what we call spelunking. I knew that was an expression Pot-holing? for it.
2: pot Pot-holing. Potholing?
0: Yeah, P-O-T okay, yeah. and then holing. Cool. So like you go through a pothole, yeah. kind of.
2: I mean, you could almost do that in the potholes here. They're, they're so bad. <laughs> oh, God. Like, yeah. Oh.
1: L.A., you guys. Am I right? Am
2: I right? Am I right? Mm, regional jokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they did just redo our our street, which is nice, but then it had to be, it had to be as we were recording a podcast there last are, week also.
0: There are two other early man stories or early life stories. This one was sent in by Paul Steenbeck and a couple of other people. But modern humans left Africa much earlier than thought as well. Huh? This is a discovery from Israeli researchers. New dating of fossils from Israel indicates that our species, Homo sapiens, lived outside Africa around 185,000 years ago, which is some 80,000 years earlier than the previous evidence. That's a huge change. Yeah, yeah. That means um, that we're almost off by it's not far off double. The co-lead researcher, Professor Israel Hershkovitz, told BBC News that the discovery would fundamentally alter ideas of recent human evolution. We have to rewrite the whole story of human evolution, not just for our own species, but for all the species that lived outside Africa at that time. Professor Chris Stringer, who is an unrelated, uninvolved researcher (laughs) from from London's Natural History Museum, said, this find breaks the long-established 130 thousand-year-old limit on modern humans outside of Africa, the new dating hints that there could be even older sapiens finds to come from the region of Western Asia. The new scientific dating evidence raises the possibility that modern humans interacted with other, now extinct species of humans for tens of thousands of years. It also fits in with recent discoveries of remains and genetic studies that also indicate an earlier departure from Africa. They analysed a fragment of jawbone with eight teeth found in Mislia cave in 2002 the jawbone looked at as if it was a modern human rather than from one of the other species of humans that existed at the time it is now only now that an international research team has conclusively shown that the archaeologist's initial gut re- feelings i cannot read today <laughs> were spot on the research has confirmed that the jawbone belonged to a modern human by carrying out ct scans of it building up a 3d virtual model and comparing it with archaic human fossils from africa europe and asia as well as modern human remains. Separate scans also enabled the researchers to probe the tissue beneath the tooth crowns, which was found to be uniquely associated with modern humans. So three separate dating methods conducted in three separate labs, unaware of the other's results, all concluded that the fossilized remains were between 177,000 and 194,000 years old. Before that, the oldest evidence of humans outside of Africa came from the Shkul and Kwa... Kwafze archaeological sites in Israel and were dated to between ninety thousand and hundred and twenty five thousand years ago. Jesus. And it was found in a layer containing stone tools that belonged to the Leva- First hairstylist. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, there were clippers and a spray bottle, a stone spray bottle.
2: Perfect, perfect. <laughs> As- Weirdly
1: they had this blue liquid they put their combs in. They didn't know what it did, but it uh yeah
2: set a couple of rocks that they heated up and just used it as a straightener just you know it's great
0: Um, they were found they were used in the region between 250,000 and 140,000 years ago if these tools are associated with the spread of modern humans into the area it suggests that our species may have journeyed beyond Africa even earlier than these dates from those materials until recently early evidence for excursions outside Africa by Homo sapiens was limited to the Levant but in the last few years discovery of modern human fossils from the Diak Douzian and Zerendong in China, dated between 80,000 and 120,000 years ago, suggest early waves of migration pushed further into Eurasia than previously suggested. And also, genetic studies have turned up signs of early interbreeding between African humans and our evolutionary relatives, the Neanderthals. So we knew that already. That was already mm-hmm. That was old news. Yeah, I think
1: we've had a, we've had a bunch of... Uh neanderthal interbreeding stories over the years of this podcast yeah because that
0: is I, I believe and again i know we have evolutionary biologists who are listeners to the show please correct me if i'm wrong but i think i'm pretty sure that until relatively recently and certainly within my lifetime it was thought that the neanderthals were a completely different
1: like offshoot that offshoot
0: never... yeah they were like the distant the distant cousins that existed and then died off, never to of be a seen again. Oh, interesting. Sort of. I didn't know that. And now it's known conclusively that the vast majority of humans, and it, it's region-specific as to which, how the proportions lay out, but most humans, including all of us, would have some proportion of the antel in us. Huh. Because there was more interbreeding than previously thought.
1: And am I correct that Jesse Case never did end up getting his... Neanderthal no. test. I
0: don't know if he did, but he believes that he is substantially more Neanderthal than the average oh god, human on account so of his very pronounced brow. Uh,
1: his wait, what is that? His dad called it a uh, thinker's cleft.
2: <laughs> oh my god, that's <laughs> delightful. <laughs> thinker's cleft. His dad. I
0: also found out, thanks to listening to a couple of episodes ago of Jesse vs. Cancer, drives in the carpool lane sometimes by holding his baseball hat. No Next, uh, he doesn't In the passenger seat
1: <laughs> It's so much oh. you know, it takes so much commitment You have to keep it there for so long
2: Well I'm surprised Like at that point Just get Just like Treat it like you When you were a teenager And you're trying to Not let your parents know That you snuck out of the house And like build a fake human In the, yeah. in the, in the passenger seat You know Like Ferris stick Biller's a hat on, on it It, yeah. it is
0: um, Here's the interesting thing though These no. <laughs> Sorry listeners He's scratch. If there's scratches on the door I'm gonna You could repaint a door I guess yeah We are not descendants, though, of these older humans who left Africa. It's believed that with the new discovery, all the pieces fit into place. We didn't know where they all fitted beforehand. An Exodus, possibly as early as 250,000 years ago, that's a long time, a quarter of a million years ago, which is the date of the tools found in this cave. Um, However, the early excursions into Eurasia by the African Homo sapiens represented at Miss Leia are generally thought to have ended in extinction. Findings from genetics and archaeology suggest that present-day people living outside Africa trace their ancestry to an exodus just 60,000 years ago. Most DNA studies have failed to find evidence of these older migrations in our genes. Other discoveries have shed light on when humans in Africa evolved to become anat- anatomically modern. Last year, a team announced that fossils thought to be early versions of Homo sapiens in Morocco have dated... Oh my God! Rube Ru got out. out. Ru how did got he, out. He opened got the door. Out. That is a smart how dog. Did you,
1: how did he get out? Uh, well, the door doesn't always close all the way. Oh my God! Keep going, Matt. I'm gonna <laughs> that see. That scared
0: me. I, I just want to like... see if
1: he's scratched. Keep going. Though. Keep going.
0: So last, last year, a team announced that the fossils thought to be early versions of Homo sapiens in Morocco have date, have been dated to around 315,000 years ago, which is much earlier than the genetically accepted 200,000-year date for the origin of our species, which is based on genetic studies and fossil finds such as the 195,000-year-old Oma remains from Ethiopia. And it's possible that future discoveries might push the date back even further.
2: I want to know... I think that we're watching Rue evolve this moment I, into opening
0: door. I think this is a thing
2: that
1: I'm not I'm supposed to let I guess, I think he's earned his freedom by <laughs> managing to open that door. Yeah. I'm gonna let you stay, Rue. on a probationary period <laughs> if you'll sit near me and just not do the ball thing. Okay. Sorry, Matt. You were saying
0: <laughs> you No <I> like... <laughs> you guys,
2: it's just such an easy thing to sum up. I, I'm sorry, I you know what you were saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh Rue This dog is a maniac it, Yeah it really mm. is I think that That was most of the okay. story there I like the fact that be- Because Rue has now got in And he's earned his freedom It's like It's like It's like okay I believe in border security But once you're in the country a, he's,
1: we're, he's, a, he's a dog dreamer yeah. You
0: make it into the living room
1: <laughs> I believe in yep. he I believe in dog He doesn't know. I don't know what the acronym stands for But it's, it's gotta work
0: the cutest thing is, as a dreamer, his little dogs go, his little legs go. Oh yeah, that would be better if I said the words <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> all right, all right. Sick
1: room. of this Chihuahua chain migration. That or in the chain. Uh, what do they
0: call it? <laughs> chain chain to a tree migration. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesus,
1: is that what they? No, what's what's the negative term for for people who?
0: Uh, is that what they call it? Chain migration. Like that is that's the and, like bring, as opposed to family reuni- reunification oh, right, yeah, migration, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the preferred term by people yeah. who aren't using bigotry as a cover for um government failures yeah. Oh right uh. fun 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 uh should we talk about um rockets yeah Ooh. let's it's enough old Big stuff for a bit rocket news although brief brief old stuff comment hey um listener geologist beth johnson uh who wrote in to say geology is a real science even though people oh. use it as a doc as a DOS course in high school. I'm like, yeah, sorry. We didn't mean, to, I wasn't saying it was like, um,
1: What's a science that I don't consider a real science? Oh no, geography as opposed to <laughs> geology. I think we've talked about that, right? As like a what well, geography is a social science, right? Yeah, just it's how can you, it seems like once you've drawn a map of all the countries, what is there left of geography? But someone's
0: gonna answer me that also, I'm sure. Yeah, as get rid some
2: science hate mail. Geography <laughs>
0: splits into physical geography and then do they call it political geography? Oh, okay, okay. One so, is coloring in maps, and then the other is. Physical, lakes.
1: How, how does physical geography differ from geology,
0: then? I, I believe, I well, geology, according to Beth Johnson, who is a PhD-holding geologist, geology Uh-oh. professor, and central section president of the National Association of Geoscience Teachers. Is that oh. in her
2: email signature?
0: That, no, that's, that's <laughs> what she said in the Facebook message. We crossed the wrong person. I'm we sorry. crossed a fully qualified... That's about as qualified a geologist as you're going to get. It's a combination of biology, physics, and chemistry. And because of that, it's harder than those three scientists. Suck it, geographer, yeah. not physicists, biologists, and chemists. But this is not a science needed for popular and well-paying professions like medicine and engineering, so many states have de-emphasized geolo- geological education. But with our uncertain and ever-changing climate, this needs to change, and she wants to encourage us to include more topics on geology or guess who specialize in the geosciences in the future to help spread the word. Please, if you know local Geoscience and geology professors And lecturers and experts Who would want to come on the show We would be delighted to have an expert yeah, yeah, And definitely. also, if you come across any cool geology stories That you'd like us to cover Send them in, Facebook Message them at us, or email them ProbablyScience at gmail.com, or tweet us At ProbablyScience, and we will for sure cover them
1: Yeah, I mean, all we were saying, Valerie, was that uh, But at high school for some reason, in, 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 our, in my high school, as well as Lauren I guess last week, the Ninth grade default science class, if you weren't on like an advanced track, was earth science, which doesn't mean all of earth science is easy, right? But it just happened that ninth grade. But I think that
0: is also a fair criticism of the American treatment of that subject, the American treatment of that subject, and the educational system.
2: I mean, I think the only thing we all remember from that is Pangea, am I right? Oh,
1: all I I remembered was the igneous sedimentary, and then, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Metamorphic is the third one. Well, Pangaea is the combined continent, right?
2: Yes. when Before it all supposedly broke apart.
0: One of the earliest stories that we had on one of the first episodes of this podcast was about how it's now believed that pa- there have been numerous Pangaeas.
1: Oh, that's right. They kind of float apart and come back together
0: and then. It's- oh, what? So we learned growing up at school that all the continents started off as one mass. Right. And then they broke off. Right. And, you know, there's very clear evidence for that. You can look at even the shape of the how they the kind of continents. fit together, yeah. Yeah, they look like the the east coast of the Americas sort of almost jigsaw puzzles fits into the west coast of Europe and Africa. Right, the bulge in one fits into the the <laughs> convex bit of one fits into the concave bit of the other. Mm-hmm. So that apparently is not the only time it's happened. Oh, and also there's other things like fossils are found that match in both, and certain plants match just on one coast that match the coast of the other. Right. There's all sorts of things like that. But apparently numerous times the continents have floated apart and then recombined during the geological history of the Earth. That's crazy. And Pangaea is the most
1: recent one. According to the Supercontinent Cycle article at Wikipedia, Pangaea formed about 300 million years ago, but there are names for all these other versions of, of supercontinents. Uh, Valbara... Three point six to two point eight billion years ago, Ur was three billion. Kenorland, Colombia, Rodinia, Panosia, and then wow. Pangaea. So,
2: can I, you imagine if they floated back now? Like,
1: oh, that would fucking drive Trump crazy. I was just gonna say it would be
2: amazing. <laughs> walls everywhere. It would be like, we need so many more <laughs> Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, in if we don't stop this now, in ten to thirty <laughs> million years. <laughs> There is a story, before we get onto the space stories, because I want to talk about space quite a lot, because there's been some pretty cool SpaceX yeah. stuff happening in the last couple of weeks. But a story that was tweeted to us by Justin of Earlwood, tweeted at both us and TOFOP, Will Anderson's podcast, with a very accurate caption. This is for both of you, but in different ways. New research finds that kids aged four to six perform better during boring tasks when dressed as Batman... <laughs>
2: Oh my god
0: Perseverance or the ability to stick with something Is critical to success in life From academics and sports To music and getting around to that presentation For tomorrow's meeting But life is increasingly distracting Especially for kids Or for um, podcast guests Who happen to have a dog currently Oh my god Life is distracting The ability to access just about any form of entertainment on demand is quite the distraction. So what gives a child grit? Six researchers building on past studies designed an experiment to see what makes kids stay on task when presented with the very real-world temptation of an iPad. Rachel E. White from Hamilton College and Emily Prager and Catherine Schaefer from the University of Minnesota tested four- and six-year-olds by giving them a boring computer task and asking them to do it for ten minutes. They also offered the kids an out. If they got bored, they could play a game on the iPad located nearby in the testing room. There was a twist. The 180 kids were assigned to one of three conditions. A control group, which asked the kids to think about their thoughts and feelings as they went through the task and asked themselves, Am I working hard?
2: (laughs) That already sounds like a a real nightmare. (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. The second group was asked to think of themselves in the third person. For example, if the kid's name is Hannah, is Hannah working hard? In the third condition, oh my god, this is great! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, the kids were asked to think about someone else who is really good at working hard. <laughs> they could pick from some well-known superhero types: Batman, Bob the Builder, Rapunzel, and Dora the Explorer. I don't think Rapunzel is a superhero. No, I don't. Or either. Dora the Explorer, you for you that for matter. A, a hero. Yeah, I'll give you a hero. It's definitely the hero of the story. But I think <laughs> superhero and Bob the Builder as well. I don't think Bob... Batman is the only superhero is, in that list. Yeah. Is
2: Bob the Builder still around?
0: Apparently so, but one of them... <laughs> one of them is a... Is a traveling child. One of them is an imprisoned woman. <laughs> <laughs> and the third is just a construction worker. I don't... <laughs> I wouldn't call them... Really,
2: really setting our goals high yeah, for these yeah. kids.
0: Superheroes. But anyway, so, the yeah, kids the kid got does. to dress up as the character... Th- the kids got to dress up as the character they picked and then were asked is Batman working hard for 10 minutes the kids would move, could move between the work and the iPad they were reminded every minute through a loudspeaker of their condition is Dora working hard <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is so big brotherish as well <sighs> all the kids were told this is a very important activity and it would be helpful if you worked hard on this for as long as you could perseverance was measured as time spent on the work task not surprisingly to anyone who has kids and ipads the kids spent 37 percent of the time on the work task and 63 percent on the ipad but the kids pretending to be the superheroes worked more than those who thought of themselves in the third person and both of those groups did better than the kids who just thought of themselves as me
2: that's really a nice thing to be like kid you're no good <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah so just if you think about it, yeah, so in other words, the more the child could distance themselves from the temptation, the better the focus. Children who were asked to reflect on the task as if they were the another person were less likely to indulge in immediate gratification and more likely to work towards a relatively long-term goal. They wrote in th- the study is called <laughs> The Batman Effect,
1: oh. <laughs> Improving
0: Perseverance in Young Children. I love it. And for authenticity,
1: oh, they also said that they, they killed all the kids' parents. <laughs>
0: yeah, they did to make sure that they were extra Batman-y. So this isn't a completely new finding. In the 1960s, Walter Mischel did his infamous marshmallow test at the Bing Nursery School. Oh, we've,
1: I know about the marshmallow. Yeah.
0: We've talked about this before, which cleverly put re- kids roughly three to five years old in a room with a treat. Marshmallows were one, and told that they could either wait it. Sorry, they could either they could either eat it, or they could wait and get two. And those kids who were able to delay their gratification, or who exhibited high levels of self-control, fared better in life. They did better academically, they earned more money, and turned out to be healthier and happier. They were less likely to be obese, do drugs, or go to jail.
1: Huh. I feel like if Rue was given the marshmallow test before they could even finish <laughs> describing it, there'd be Roo no Rue would eat them. the researcher. <laughs> yeah. This is for me, right? Oh, Rue, uh... for the rest of the podcast, can you pretend you're lassie? Just, like, is Lassie behaving? Is Lassie <laughs> behaving?
0: The key to superior executive function or self-control, they concluded, was the ability to reframe the object of temptation into something more abstract. One boy told Michelle he imagined the marshmallow was a picture and not a treat. You can eat, you can't eat a picture. <laughs> the secret to reframing <laughs> is learning how to refreshing. mentally cool the hot aspects of an environment you, that tempt you. Maria Konnikova um, explains it this way in the new yorker cooling can be accomplished by putting the object in a, at an imaginary distance a photograph is not a treat for example or by reframing it picturing marshmallows as clouds not candy focusing on a completely unrelated experience can also work as can any technique that that successfully switches your attention donning a cape and mask the kids from the recent study were better at what psychologists call self-distancing one reason the kids engaged in imaginary play had better focus might be that pretending to be another person allowed the greatest se- separation from the temptation. A second potential explanation is that the kids in costume identify with the powerful character traits of the superhero and wanted to imitate them. Whatever the cause, the superheroes showed more grit. The study also showed that something that parents know but often forget. Kids change dramatically in a short period of time. Six-year-olds spend about half their time on the task compared to four-year-olds who spent about a quarter of the time. This is not surprising considering how kids develop from preschool to school age. Like most skills, executive function is one that develops as kids grow, though sometimes not fast enough for parents. More time spent as superheroes might help.
2: Aww.
1: Also... I, I just can't see how the, being Batman helps you do a boring computer task. Well, that's not one of the things he's known for. But it I is, think
2: even just in something as simple as confidence. You know what I mean? Like, like
1: Batman Swagger?
2: like even with halloween if you have a good costume even as an adult you're like fucking killing it right now you know what i mean like anything seems easier i can only imagine that that's so different when you're a kid yeah picturing
0: yourself i know i bowled the best game of my life after meeting buzz aldrin (laughs) Uh, and i hold hold that directly responsible i'm like if buzz could control Uh, himself uh, to (laughs) land on the moon (laughs) i can control control myself to throw this ball at a consistent angle that's awesome, and also it was on a much nicer lane than I normally bowl on. You think the lane makes the difference? I think it's it d- better, better waxed. I was, I went down a wiki hole of w- and waxing a YouTube patterns. Hole. Yeah, um,
1: is, waxing patterns and bowling lanes are fascinating. I didn't
0: know that was a thing. I've never been in any way like I'm. If I break a hundred, I'm very, very proud of myself. I'm like that level <laughs> I think, of bowler. I
2: think you and I are right around the same. <laughs>
0: like, if I get a one or two strikes, or even a few spares, and I have. Few gutter balls, then I'm I'm delighted. I'm like I yeah. crushed it today.
2: And are you, are you talking about regular bowling, or have uh, do you guys know what candlepin bowling is? I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. I oh my think. god, it's the it's so much better than regular bowling. I don't know what everyone else is doing. Is it just smaller? It's, it's an East Coast specific thing. And candlepin bowling, the bowling balls are very small. They're like they they fit in your hand. Oh, like they don't have like, holes in them.
0: They don't have holes. You can so you can just okay. Like, Hang on, I think I, and are the pins worth different numbers of points depending on their position.
2: No, the the pins are the same. Uh, I think they. Are okay. shaped differently because there's
0: another variant of it that I played in Winnipeg. Okay, as a Canadian version of bowling, that I think is five pin bowling, and the and it's also with these the smaller ball that fits in your hands.
2: Yeah, there's it's so much. Yeah, it's because the pins. Yeah, they're they're basically like instead of you know regular bowling pins, they're like hourglass. Cur- or, yeah, they're hourglassy, and the candle pins are like pretty narrow. Just
1: sticks or tubes, yeah, cylinders. It's yeah. it's
2: so much more fun. What's more fun about it? It's first of all just. uh your confidence level goes up because <laughs> it's, it's like, easier? yeah. I just remember, like, we always used to have, um, we used to call them like, uh, what were they called? Like, disc, uh, uh, disco parties or whatever that we would have at the bowling alley because they would have all the like black lights oh, and right. stuff yeah, yeah, and yeah. all. And, uh, it was just, e- I mean, as a kid too, it was just easier to be able to throw, like, but even now, I'm a, you know, 30-something-year-old woman trying to, trying to haul a regular bowling ball, and I'm yeah. like, this is bullshit. Like,
1: and I've never been able to get the spin down on a bowling ball. Like, if it happens, no. it happens accidentally, but...
2: I, I always feel like I'm going to throw my arm, like, tw- like tweak my shoulder or something, yeah. too. But this is
0: something that having a well-waxed and helpfully waxed lane helps with. So I didn't realize that... I thought they just waxed the lane to make it even, mm-hmm. but actually they wax the lane in specific patterns and the wax reduces and focuses in towards the end, which yeah. makes it more likely for the ball to... It can grip... Usually grip. it grips later in the in, as it travels down. Yeah. Like
1: the first part... If you watch, like, bird's eye view... Not bird's eye view, but, like... If you well, see footage at, at the floor level of really elite bowlers, you know, it's spinning, but it's not grabbing in the first half which, of which the... Which I
0: thought was just because it slows down. So the idea... To bowl a strike... The idea is you hit between the front two pins, between the front pin and one of the second rank pins, depending on whether right, you're right,
2: like like a little curve. A little yeah, bit. whether you're yeah. right or
0: left-handed, so it's either between the one and the two or the one and the three, and you hit it between those two pins at an angle. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that is to throw it with a spin, so it cuts in at the la- It cuts in towards the end, and I assumed it was just that it slows down. So at first it's going with more momentum So the spin of it can't catch And then as it slows down it catches and curls in And that's some of it But some of it is also That the wax stops Or reduces as it goes down the lane And there are different Patterns that they wax it with And if you're a professional bowler You have to learn exactly how this one's waxed And where it cuts off And there are certain patterns That are better for novices as well there are patterns that are easier because they're designed really to force the ball to focus in towards the right point.
2: That's so crazy. I never knew that.
0: And so this, and so a combination of probably being a good wax pattern and also a really well kept lane with really new balls <laughs> rather than the busted pieces of shit that we normally bowl within the rental lanes. And suddenly, suddenly like I was bowling well by my standards. And also I touched Buzz Aldrin So that was the other thing That was the main reason Was the fact that I touched Buzz Aldrin And he passed on some of his magic Batman focus onto me
2: <laughs> He just gave you a cape And you were like It's on
0: well, It was mean, like, I'm now two set degrees of separation From the moon
1: That's <laughs> true That's true it's like I've touched him for- He's touched
0: the moon Yeah Well He's Touched the moon That's true He was
1: wearing gloves <laughs> Oh my God, I just went to the PBA's website, the Professional Bowling Association, I assume? Professional Bowlers Association. And their Oil Patterns Lane... Their oil... Oh, it's oil rather than wax, sorry. Oil Patterns page has so many patterns that have names like dragon 39 cheetah 33 shark 45 viper 36 what? there is
0: a youtube video that was about 20 minutes long that i watched about I think this is
1: how i found out about it too yeah um so you can see like the, the, the parts that see. are darker have more oil so those are going to the ball will grip less when it's in those areas oh That's, interesting we're looking at the, and the uh, pins are the up Wolf here right? 33 yeah okay so there's so many and then there, there are patterns named for legendary bowlers there's the carmen Sal- salvino 44 it's crazy it's just so much goes into this thing that I always assumed was
0: like the machine goes it puts
1: the shit across the lane everywhere and then
0: yeah who knew Yep. but yeah anyone trying to focus on a task or give up smoking dress as Batman picture go like WWBD (laughs) what would
2: Batman do it
1: reminds me of one of my favorite um, Dan Mintz jokes Dan Mintz the voice of Tina on Bob's Burgers uh, I said I've been going to work in a spacesuit because you dress for the job you want, not the job you have. <laughs> I love
0: that. And while we're talking about space, space suits. let's what do a, it. What a beautiful segue. SpaceX Just launched, Go ahead. Launch the Falcon Heavy. The landed. Most... <laughs> go ahead. Keep, go, keep going. No. Do it. Take it. I know. Take it away. Do it. Do it.
1: The Falcon Heavy rocket they just launched, and it is the most powerful rocket in the world. Not the most powerful rocket ever, but the most powerful rocket currently. Um, and I guess the part that's been making most news is the fact that uh, Elon Musk also launched his his Tesla Roadster
0: into space. Into and a Mars orbit. Into Wait, a Mars what? I- you didn't know that? No. <laughs> so when they, when they test a new rocket, which this was, there's a very high chance of failure. Right. So they don't put a real payload on. Mm-hmm. They don't launch it with satellites that are going to
2: Explode and yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: You don't. You don't.
2: You don't put a person in there. <laughs>
0: it, exactly. Mm. You know, same as when they sister a roller coaster, they put sandbags in there first before right. they do any people. So normally it's just a, a weighted payload, like some weight. But if Elon knows anything, it's PR. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he launched uh, his Tesla Roadster, his car, his bright red Roadster oh God. with a. Dummy astronaut in there Into space
1: And I, I read so, Let me see if this is true That it was just going to be looping um, Yeah, you named the mannequin Starman And they're playing David Bowie's Space Oddity
2: Oh, I did loop, hear about I guess, that But I yeah. don't
1: know how If there's no air How is there There's no sound how can, how can you be playing a song I guess you'd have to
0: physically touch it Oh like some, To hear it like You'd feel the vibrations yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, weird
1: um, But yeah, this, this rocket is uh, huge It opens up a whole new class of payload It's capable of um,
2: is this the one that could re-land? Is that this one?
1: This They did re-land. So, the two of its boosters did get... Um, yeah. They,
0: re- they they got two-thirds of it. I mean, which in itself is an incredible yeah. feat. So it had these two booster rockets on the side, and then a central core mm-hmm. engine as well. And the two boosters successfully landed simultaneously. I'll show you the video in a second. Landed simultaneously next to each other on adjacent pads. And pads then the boost on
1: on land, not on not out to sea
0: either. Yeah. which yeah. Th-
1: is that the first time they've done that? I no, no, they no. Always... They've done that loads of times now. Oh, okay. They've okay. done
0: lo- land landings and sea landings. And then the booster, the other central one, was meant to be landing on the pad in the ocean because that travelled further, so it couldn't land back on land. But apparently, it didn't backfire properly. It didn't do the retro firing properly, and it hit the ocean at three hundred miles an hour. Oh, but.
1: But every time I watch this footage, I can't believe this is real. Like, look at these two. All right, let me see this. And listeners, I'm sure we'll link to it, but I'm sure it's easy for you to find it's videos. Very easy the, to find oh it. My
2: God, this is so crazy.
1: They just land side by side perfectly.
2: It doesn't look real. I know. It looks like something Isn't that from a movie. Uh, shout out
0: to our friend and sometimes trivia partner, Large Blackmore. Who is in charge of that team? Good oh, work. Oh, cool. And who we keep trying to get on the show, but we have to go through the SpaceX PR department, yeah, and that's yeah. hard.
1: It's understandable that that's kind of a thing mm. they're protective
0: of. They are. But, Large, congratulations, man. And so the rest neat. of your team. That it was, It's pretty incredible. And yeah. here is the roadster in space. Oh, yeah, let me see this. That's what it looks like. Hang on, there's different, it's cutting between different angles. This is a live view.
2: Yeah, that's pretty cool, too. And oh, I, my God. I, I
1: guess it overshot its, <laughs> it's just, Mars orbit, but... Uh, oh, it did? Yeah, it won't reach the asteroid
0: belt, as claimed. Let's see. Um, Is it, it supposed it's still to up be, there? Yeah. Oh, it'll be up there be, for millions of years. Yeah. It's just going to be there.
2: Oh, my God. What? <laughs> it's going to be a
0: Tesla in space. I mean, a... Uh, yeah, it's a, yeah, Tesla. a Tesla. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: so, okay, it, it, it's, the plan was it was going to be put on a path around the sun that would take it out the distance of Mars orbit, but the rocket carrying the car seems to have overshot that trajectory and has put the Tesla in an orbit that extends beyond the red planet's path. Um, The Tesla won't be making it to the asteroid belt as Musk had claimed. Um, After launch, the Tesla cruised through space for a good six hours. This coast phase was meant to show off a special orbit orbital maneuver for the U S air force before the rocket completed one final engine burn in space and put the car in its final orbit. It looks like that burn might've happened somewhere over Southern California Um, now it seems the engine ignition worked a little too well Musk originally tweeted out a map on Tuesday of what was thought to be the Roadster's final orbit after the burn showing just how far out the car would travel and it looked like the Tesla would go out into the asteroid belt getting relatively close to the orbit of the dwarf planet Ceres Um, but astronomers noted noted, uh, some discrepancies with the numbers Musk tweeted and SpaceX ultimately spent a revised orbit the new orbit shows the car will indeed travel farther out than the orbit of Mars but not far enough to make it to the asteroid belt either way there's going to be a car in space forever so how
2: long do they like how long does a camera feed in something like that last
0: that I don't uh, know it depends on yeah, how long the battery is going to last powered. that's what I mean
2: like I'm so curious because it's like
0: it probably would last quite a while because I don't think it's doing anything else oh and also I'm it's solar it powered power. as well yeah I mean I don't, I don't think they would have any reason not to be solar powered and it's yeah. and that kind of thing tends to last just because there's nothing to there's no atmosphere so unless stuff hits it, there's nothing to really cause the wiring to degrade. Yeah. I guess I, the battery will degrade over time.
1: I think the bigger issue is when stuff goes into de- farther out in the solar system and solar no longer becomes an option, then they have to be running on...
0: Those usually run on, like... Nuclear nu- fuels. RT- RTGs. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what is powering that thing. I'm guessing it's solar. But there it's, was uh, another SpaceX story as well, and this is unconfirmed. This is something Justin Broad sent in, and... Nothing has been confirmed by either the military or SpaceX, but it's from the americaspace.com website, and it's on a strong rumour. So on January 31st, SpaceX launched GovSat-1 into geostationary orbit from Cape Canaveral, which is one of the world's world's largest and most powerful communication satellites. And they... Took the opportunity to conduct a landing test of this flight-proven first stage of the rocket. It was meant to test very high retro thrust landing in water, so it didn't hurt the drone ship. But amazingly, it survived. It wasn't meant to survive, it was meant to just explode on contact. So they were going to try and tow it back to shore, tweeted Elon Elon Musk. But they didn't expect the booster to survive the splashdown intact, but it did which makes it easy to speculate that it's a situation SpaceX didn't have a contingency plan for. For example, things like unsafed COPVs, which is a composite over at pressure vessel at flight pressure, could have made it a ticking time bomb and a hazard to navigation and marine life because it's basically oh. this high explosive that's just floating in the sea. Oh. And in addition, because uh, they store a dangerous amount of energy if not vented, and if circuitry on board was fried by the water after the splashdown, there's no way that the high-pressure areas could vent. So whatever the case, trusted trusted anonymous sources have confirmed to America Space (laughs) that the U.S. Air Force carried out an airstrike to blow it up.
2: Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) What? An (laughs) inquiry to the U.S. Air Force, an Air Force Space Command spokesman, would not confirm or deny the strike. Jesus. But instead... Sounds asked,
2: like any other strike. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but instead asked that any and all booster queries go to SpaceX. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the really sad part was that when they conducted the strike, it, um, there was like a Muslim wedding that was being conducted on it at <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Jesus. Too soon. We, uh, our country, uh, mine and your countries are sometimes war criminals and we just yes. gloss over it. It's fun, just, fun, oh. fun. <laughs> so... Uh, At a press conference in early 2015, SpaceX Vice President for Mission Assurance, Hans Konigsman, said it takes crews one to two hours to safe the Falcon 9 stage remotely before anyone could board their autonomous landing pad drone ships to access the landed booster. But that was three years ago. It's any guess as to whether or not that's true in 2018. Whatever's the case, no vessels approached the rocket in the water while it was there, and SpaceX's ghost searcher, one of the company's workhorses for supporting their drone ships to and from offshore landings just arrived back in Port Canaveral after an engine issue with no booster in tow. Yeah, that's the the, the scariest job in the, for the SpaceX has to be the crew who then secure the landed boosters. Yeah. Because the boosters landed, and I'm, I'm sure they run check after check to make sure everything's all the readouts say it's safe, but you've still got a rocket that... Ha- you know how they tell you don't go back to fireworks after yeah. they don't go off. Yeah, right. Don't like, just
2: run right back over and go, right. "Oh,
0: this is like a 10,000 fireworks. Right. Yeah. 100,000. I don't even know how many. It's it's the world's biggest firework oh, and it's landed definitely- on a floating platform in the sea and then a boat crew has to just go up to it and then go onto that pad and secure it.
2: No, thank you. Yeah. No. no I'd rather dive into some whale guts. I'd rather, I'd rather yep. pull out
1: some whale skeletons. I
2: stand by it.
1: In uh you guys did you wore like waiters though, right? Like hip waiters or so, you weren't in just
2: oh, Yeah, we had um not to get off uh, space. Well, it would depend on it would depend on on the whale. Like some because some of them were pretty small, so you wouldn't be as high up, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. But like if it was a really big one, I mean Kind of sometimes put on rubber waders. Just I mean, just not be in
0: your, some, oh, gross. A lot of times you just be well, jeans you, you throw well
2: it would be like, do you remember like Adidas tearaway pants? I went through a lot of those
0: because <laughs> <laughs> you could just rip them off at the end of it, yeah.
2: Well, it was like that, and like I'd have like well, like, like those black Wellington boots on, okay. And um, you know, and those come up to like your knees, so at yeah. least you've got that portion covered. A good
1: whale gut shoes, but uh,
2: yeah, pretty gross, yeah, yeah. pretty gross.
1: But uh, good work, SpaceX. Good work, Elon. I don't know. Is he getting much social media shit for how it does seem very evil supervillainly to just launch your car up? Mm. Or does everyone get that there was nothing else to do? Might as well do something fun with
0: it. I, yeah. I think that one was taken in good spirits. Yeah. Because that is... It's pretty cool. And I didn't and he, see And the they picture. put, like, don't panic don't on pa- the dashboard. I was going to say,
1: don't panic is on the dashboard. I didn't notice that until oh, right now. Oh, funny. Yeah. Little hitchhiker's nod. Yep. So, nerds. Good work, nerds. Yeah, nerds. Work. a lot it. of them. Um, oh, and I was mentioning the the giant um, payload capability. So yeah, this has the greatest payload. C- it can carry up to one hundred forty one thousand pounds of payload.
0: Wow! Which is I think a lot. They the payload is slightly diminished because if they're trying to low if they're trying to land the. First stages because they have to have more fuel to do the read exactly that. So it's depending on what their plans are for the first stage, if they're going to re land them, which I think is generally the intention, then it reduces the payload slightly, mm-hmm. reduces how high in orbit they can launch stuff into, and how much they can get up there. But still, again, and I need to double check that correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I think the two side stages, the ones that landed successfully, and again, the video is incredible. I think they were reused. Oh, I th- yeah, yeah. I, th- I heard that also. Yeah, I think those were... So these... Yeah, yeah so that's like light. such a proof... I mean, a proof of concept. This is something that has now successfully landed, been reused, and launched a car into a Mars orbit.
1: <laughs> so they're dropping costs a lot. Um, so yeah, they have 64 metric tons of payload, and flights cost about $90 million. If compared to a Delta Jesus. Four heavy... That's that's cheap, though, because a Delta Four heavy can only launch um 29 metric tons and cost between 300 and 500 million. So, that's a huge yeah,
2: insane yeah. that's a huge difference to, yeah. like
1: a ton of I'll, money either way but like a huge difference so
0: you say 90 million compared to 300 to 500 million yeah also for half the pay 90 million sounds like a lot until you uh, it kind of
1: by space standards it doesn't seem it
2: like that it really much. isn't
0: yeah
2: that i didn't like to be in Elon Musk's position too where it's like i'll send this really expensive car into space who cares, who cares? Never, never see it again right, right. i'm like what it mean? would have been funnier kind of if, i mean he
1: has to because he owns a car company but like just to send a junker up would, would have been so great like, yeah, a, like right. an el camino or
0: something or like, like, a, like a
2: like a like a geo right? <laughs> like, yeah. like a tracker
0: send someone else's car up there was a prank
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh can you imagine that would be so funny <laughs>
0: like send Jeff Bezos his oh, car on it, yeah. <laughs> stole your car and like, put I'll, it in I'll space I'll pay it back for it I'm sorry buddy I just had to do it yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. that, ac- <laughs> that like,
1: actually
0: would be delightful that would be such a billionaire prank I and then, like,
1: the, the dummy is dressed up as Jeff Bezos but like it just has like Dur, I'm dumb Jeff Bezos written on his face yeah. or some st- <laughs> I'm
0: Amazon and I'm always late <laughs> <I know. laughs> My return policy sucks.
2: Right? There's a thing on there that just says, like, prime delivery, and it's just floating around <laughs> for, like, ever. No.
1: Is Elon Musk worth close to what his... I don't know what his net worth is.
0: I think it's substantially less than... Oh, yeah. It's only twenty only 20 billion. Right. Yeah. Well, because Bezos kind of... Amazon is just a money beast, and it doesn't yeah, do yeah. anything other than just...
1: Although, is it, yeah. has it turned a profit yet? I thought yeah, it was it, one of those companies. No, it has, has now. Okay. It, it now has. It took
0: decades, though, right? That's but so I weird. think Elon Musk reinvests a lot of his money into right. new things. Because all yeah. the money he made from PayPal then went into Tesla and SpaceX. And
1: I still can't believe you a private company did this. It's insane. That's awesome. It, it is. Yeah, right? It's
0: very cool. And like, a private company in collaboration with NASA. Right, right, right. right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing that gets missed is and he, i think musk is pretty good about crediting them as well he's like yeah this it's a collaboration still they're using nasa facilities and technologies you
2: kind of have to i mean you can't just shoot shit in the air and yeah, like
1: you got get the go Hope y'all are cool like, with right. this <laughs> even <laughs> even drones you have to have uh
2: you have to have a license
1: yeah it's yeah. crazy if a it's friend a
2: good... of a friend of mine has a drone that she Um, has a license for that she like has her own production company now and she's been shooting a lot of stuff with it Uh yeah it's like you have to like get certified and all this stuff FAA
0: and FCC maybe I don't know probably FAA though how much has TV and filmmaking changed thanks to drones like we did also how many people are out of work who used to have
1: great businesses as helicopter uh, um,
0: totally yeah yeah Yeah. that was a thing when when we did Last Comic Standing for some reason for one piece of footage they did a helicopter shot? Uh-huh. It was for one of the votes. I think it was like the first vote where they <laughs> they wanted to make it really dramatic. Right, right, so we picture. went to the what's the big open air sports arena in the Rose Bowl? No, I think it was like is it, is it like Coliseum? Is that something in or something like that? Where uh, here in, in LA? LA?
1: Yeah, where where are the football teams currently playing as they're building that? Is it the old USC stadium? I think so. Yeah, I don't know what it's called, but.
0: Um, but probably USC.
2: That sounds about, uh, I think that's right.
0: I'm going to, no, it has, it has a specific name. Uh, but anyway, we did, we were out there and, and they just wanted a, sh- an aerial shot of us walking dramatically to the voting booth. It was so stupid. That's but so to do funny. that, that shot took three to four hours to set up. And they were on radio control the whole time because oh you had to wait for the exact moment that the helicopter was about to fly overhead, at combat time it with us just walking. That's insane. across this field. Was it, it
2: Memorial Coliseum?
0: Maybe, yeah, that's the, the USC co- one. Yeah, okay, that's yeah. it. All right.
2: I wonder how much that cost them. And it too. must have cost
0: a 40, Must have cost like tens of thousands just for the helicopter hire alone. Before you even get onto the right. crew stuff.
1: And now I'm sure like a $2,000 two, $2, drone could probably... Yeah, yeah, just like
0: a dipshit with a remote control. Like, do it. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know it takes some training and practice to learn to fly it, but... Right.
1: But they're also... They have a lot of uh, intelligence on their own
0: to be able to... Yeah, because we did it for a... Were you writing on that segment? we For um, how to build anything that Andy and I both wrote on for the Science Channel...
1: I don't think I wrote... You wrote one about drones?
0: I don't think I did either. I think that was one of the ones that one of the other writers took. But okay. I remember that was one of the topics, so I did a bit of research and learning about it. Yeah. And the really high-tech ones have some pretty clever technologies in them to... Like
1: they'll come If they get out of range, I think they know to just kind of retrace their steps and come back to you, sort of.
0: Yeah, and they have all sorts of... You know, you can manually fly, but you can also program a flight path and it just does it. Yeah. That's and it really does cool. that path, and you program where it's going to film, and you can manually control it too. But it, it's the very,
2: Roomba of the skies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's very sophisticated. It's very clever.
1: It's almost like the Rue the of uh, Yeah, too smart for its own good.
2: He looks so like so well behaved now for five minutes. This is the best he'll get,
1: which is because he's, he's just destroying a toy and destroying yeah. a toy actively. you are going to be pulling that toy. out of
2: his butt in a couple hours. Oh, there's oh. some
1: butt strings you're swallowing. Yeah, good work, buddy. Good work.
2: God. <laughs> butt string.
1: Yeah, uh, listeners should check out a picture of him. He's pretty
0: cute because he's got these giant. He is really kangaroos. cute. I mean, he
2: requires a lot of attention, but he's very cute.
0: Yeah, he is well, and apparently very smart as well. Too smart, too smart. Because also, I don't know if this will make the cut because it was a bit in the middle where you're trying to put him in the room, which I think we're editing out. I don't know. We might put it out as a bonus at the end of the episode, depending on how it sounds. Yeah. But Andy, uh, I'm going to say pretty intelligent. Guy with an engineering degree and all sorts of practical abilities was go on trying to trick the dog into going into that. Oh, that was so
2: funny. <laughs>
1: oh, 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 yeah! You just I threw the ball in my room, and he was like, "Oh no, you're gonna close that door if I go in." There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <It>
2: just. <laughs> you tried, looking at him like mm, you tried about. everything.
0: You tried running into the room to make it be exciting. Yeah, Ugh. and he was like, "I, I know where this is going." Yeah.
1: He's it's like, "No, not,
0: not no. having any of it." No, I just wish he could.
1: I just want to slip him some doggy Xanax and just see what happens.
2: You can. I mean, is
1: that legal?
0: Well, I had,
2: um, when I was moving cross country with my cat, I had, I went to the vet and they gave me some like um, sedatives kind of to Mm -hmm. give to give him just to like it didn't knock him out completely because he was still awake but he was very out of it like his pupils got all crazy dilated uh, okay. and he was just in the back of the car being like uh, like this like <laughs> red. Right. so i mean you, you could go to the vet and be like okay here's the deal <laughs> just,
1: uh, do you have any dog podcasting drugs just uh, you know drugs people get when they're podcasting to keep their dogs in check that's got to be a whole industry right right rue
0: you, okay. you know what? What other drugs may or may not be harmful? Um, King I, of I the segues, I Matt can't, I can't Predict where this is going? Vaping. Oh, vaping. Vaping. Vaping is safer than smoking. Vaping. Vaping is <laughs> safer than smoking, but could still cause cancer. Apparently, e-cigarettes, which vaporize nicotine without producing smoke, are soaring in popularity as people switch from regular cigarettes. The rationale is that most harm from smoking comes not from the nicotine, but from the other compounds in tobacco smoke. But new evidence suggests that nicotine itself and some of its byproducts might also cause cancer. Just can't win. When when human lung and bladder cells are grown in the lab, they turn cancerous at a higher rate if exposed to the nicotine compounds, according to work by Moon Shontang of New York University. And mice that breathed in the vapor had DNA damage, which can lead to cancer hmm even so a major u.s report out last week concluded that vaping is likely to be far less harmful than conventional cigarettes which is a watershed as u.s doctors have previously been cautious about promoting vaping as a way of quitting smoking hmm. unlike in the uk where apparently oh. they have the review of over 800 studies by the national academy of sciences engineering and medicine found that using e-cigs may help people quit smoking but on the downside they could also act as a gateway. To traditional smoking (laughs) for adolescents. That's the thing
1: is, like, once you're hooked on nicotine, you're hooked on nicotine. So So, I just,
2: I, you know what I miss back in the, like, good old fashioned cloves.
1: Oh my God. Ah,
2: those were the best straight up fiberglass in your life. Yeah, I think I had a
1: one month period (laughs) in freshman year. Do cloves have,
0: are they like tobacco with clove in there as well? Is it just, is it?
2: I don't, I don't... I don't know. know. God, I th- I mean, they're... so gross. I, Let's see what the internet they, says. I don't... I, I assume that there maybe wasn't tobacco, and I say that only because I don't think they were addicting, but they were so bad for your lungs. You weren't supposed to inhale them. I know that. Oh, my God, dog! What is... <laughs> Did he get tangled, tangled in, the- in my headphone uh, cords. Just All
1: sit. Right, no, we- just sit. Please, Rue. sit. Sit.
0: Okay. Critic is the name of cigarettes made with a blend of tobacco, cloves, and other flavors which is an onomatopoeic term for the crackling sound of burning cloves, Mm. partially due to favorable taxation compared to white cigarettes. They are by far the most widely smoked form of cigarettes in Indonesia, where about 90% of smokers usually smoke them. Weird. And Mm. I'm just seeing where their health effects. They have... um, The ones sold jar... Jarum Black, which is sold in yeah, Europe, the, South Africa and South American countries.
2: Was it Jarum? Yeah.
0: Is, yeah, that's the the most popular one. They Ow, have dude. 10 to 12 <laughs> milligrams of tar and 1 milligram of nicotine, as indicated in the pack, which is comparable to the majority of other full-flavor cigarettes. Oh. They are... The ones produced for Indonesia have a higher quantity of tar and nicotine. Yep. Fuck you, tobacco companies basically <laughs> still pushing stuff on countries that have less regulation. Um, it's no good. Yeah. And the let me see rats were given an equal inhalation dose of conventional tobacco cigarettes and cretics over a short period those that had inhaled cretics did not appear to show worse health effects than conventional cigarettes the study is repeated with a 14 day exposure and again no then they seem to be no worse than conventional cigarettes but they are Therefore, still very bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the eugenol in clove cigarettes causes a numbing of the throat, which can diminish the gag reflex, leading <sighs> researchers yeah. to recommend caution <laughs> for individuals with respiratory infections. There's also been a few cases of aspiration pneumonia in individuals with normal respiratory tracts, possibly because of the diminished gag reflex. It sounds like
1: we could sum all this up by saying, "Don't smoke."
0: Yeah, just don't smoke. Yeah, yeah that's probably the way to. It... Um, some studies have shown that uh, this is back in the the vaping story teenagers who vape are more likely to go on to smoke although it could just be that those teens who start vaping while underage are more likely to be rebellious in other ways and are cool they are cool yeah (laughs)
2: and are cool Uh, i don't know that's yeah that's so interesting i just think vaping looks so lame i mean you know you know it's just like
1: like every comic has done a variant of it, but uh, it does look like you're sucking C-3PO's dick?
2: Oh, funny! <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know what he, with the
1: first person. Is, yeah. But actually, it doesn't, because <laughs> it's not yellow enough.
2: That's like coming from experience. That's <laughs> not what his yeah, dick looked two like. Are very different. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know.
1: R two D 2s What would his? I feel like his could look like a vape, a vape pen, maybe, because he has those little arms that come out sometimes. Yeah, isn't he R two D two? That'll like pick, pick. He's like soil sample collector. Stop, Rue. I can't think when you're.
0: All right, Doug's going crazy. We've we've done we've done about an hour of podcasting. Okay. Yep. maybe it's time to. Go. I think it is time we wrap it up. Well, we've got we've got donors to thank and everything we'll do next week. Thank you, donors. We yes yes. Will you'll be in a big roundup next week because I think we should we should finish this. Valerie, thank you so much for joining us. Where where can our listeners find out more about you and everything you do?
2: Uh, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Valerie underscore Tossie. That's T-O-S-I. Yes. And um, yeah, you can, I have a website that's just my com, and um, I'll be out on the road In March uh, Opening for Dana Gould at the Comedy Attic And doing some random shows in um, Indianapolis, Nashville, and Atlanta
0: Nice, and the Comedy Attic is In Bloomington, Bloomington, Indiana, yes that is... I've never been to that club. It's That's meant such to be a one of the club. World Great Clubs.
2: It's so fun.
0: And Dana Gould is also one of the World Great Comics. Yeah, That's going to be an awesome show. If yeah. someone
1: else's podcast, uh, that is in my top two or three podcasts out there, the Dana Gould Hour. Yeah. And you've been on a few episodes, and those are
0: great, so listeners should go check those out. Dana, yeah. also known for writing The Simpsons for many years. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and just being all time legend like yeah he's great he's a really comics. great yeah. dude so you get to see him and bonus very funny Valerie as well
1: mm. so that
0: is a great gig to go to go to those Andy anything you need to plug I guess um, twinsies oh yeah twinsies, <laughs> twinsies. Uh, by the time you hear that,
1: well I guess next week we'll have the Turner Hooch K9 episode um, February 25th at three clubs we'll have the next installment of Guilty Treasure and... I can't
2: wait to see that by the way
1: you haven't been to one yet I haven't been to one it's I'm really so
2: fun. so excited yeah,
1: I think we have who's confirmed for this I don't remember off the top of my head. but Please um, let
2: me know if you need more people, because I want to do it so bad. Oh,
1: yeah. We'll definitely have you on sometime Tess. this. Um, and then February 14th at Dynasty Typewriter, I'm helping put on an Oregon-themed show. It's not counter-programming to Valentine's Day. It just happens that's the day that Oregon became a state. So uh, we're doing... <laughs> I, don't know what, I don't know what we're calling it yet, but uh, Dynasty Typewriter on Valentine's Day uh, in uh, Koreatown. Oregon oh. to
0: a comedy show. Oh, God.
2: yay. <laughs> yay. Matt, uh, what about this you? This
1: dog is chewing me up. God.
0: I'm, I'm about to start back up on Jim Jeffrey, so I'm not really traveling anywhere right now. Yeah, you're stuck. <laughs> I'm in town. I'm in town potting around and doing my own things. I've got some gigs around LA. I'm doing Crave Comedy Show. Oh, nice. Which is,
2: to, I've never been to that either. I've, I've never, never been to, to it either.
0: Alex Hooper, who runs it and is also a great guy <laughs> I in general, love Alex so he's much. such a treat of a human. We've got to get him on the show at some point. Yeah, yeah. But he... He told me about the show a while ago. It sounds like the most fun. Yeah. It's When I, is it? It is a week on Saturday. So Saturday the 17th. And it's a stand-up show followed by a club night. And it's all... I don't know.
2: It's like debauchery. Crave, it's a it big, comedy rave. Yeah, yeah. by like yeah, yeah.
0: club night, it's like, yeah, crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a lunatic. And I think all, all the people that he invites are going to be lunatics. Oh, and yeah. the show itself, the bill, I'm on with... The Lucas Brothers Caitlin Gill Jamie Lee And Ben Gonzalez Oh my that's god We gotta go Rocking comedy show That's a yeah. great lineup Is it
1: also at a place Where the location changes Every time And it's kind of a secret Or not They is now
0: have got A permanent location oh, okay. for it okay. They've jumped around But and it was previously And it gives you an idea Of the kind of show it was right. You found out where it was Once you booked the ticket Oh that's awesome Yeah But yeah That'll be so- fun Crave comedy show On the 17th
2: Where is it at What's the location It is
0: at A place called Union Which is Forty, sixty-seven Pico. I think it's kind of mid-city. Okay. Oh, I gotta go. Uh, that'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun night. But yeah, I'm always gigging around town. If you're visiting LA and you want to see either Andy or me do comedy, then... I Normally, tweet out which shows I'm doing, and if not, just tweet us and ask if I'm doing any shows around these times. Sometimes I'm not, but sometimes often I am.
1: And if you live in LA and you want to uh, help watch a dog over the next five days or so, you're Please welcome to come. Pick
0: <laughs> oh my this god, guy up. he's, <laughs> he's just destroying this. It's like, it. Yeah. all right, we're gonna okay, go. Yes, all right, Valerie. Thank you, you so much for joining us, yeah. listeners. Thanks for joining us as well. You can tweet us, email us at the normal address. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.